we just did an hour, sir. So I'm going to let you go because I know you got very important things to do. One last question. If you got into the office and you found out something about aliens, if you found out something about UFOs, would you let us know? Well, I'll tell you, my wife would demand that I let you know. Is your wife a UFO nut? <laughs> no, she's not a UFO nut. It's just, Bertie, what is going on? Do you have any access to records? You don't have any access? I don't. Honestly, no? I don't know. Okay. You, you let us know, though? All right. I'll be on the show. We'll announce it on the show. How's Please. That? All right. Please you got it, Joe. All thank right. you, sir. I appreciate your time. Joe, thank you <laughs> very, thank very much. much. <laughs> I've yet to watch that one yet. Well, you're one of the few that was... It has four and a half million views in a day since it's yep. been up on YouTube. So, I meant to watch it yesterday. I just didn't have time because of work. Well, when I saw... Because I, I like Rogan, but I don't know who his guests are who his guests are coming in you know right um so when i saw it i was just like finally because he normally interviews like last election he interviewed gary johnson and then he's interviewed andrew yang mm -hmm. already so i was just like man if somebody big would come in and set on rogan i mean because rogan i he's not like a like kids right you know he's more of an adult kind of Mm -hmm. attraction so i mean four and a half million people right like you could almost solidify like because he's very like he's very open about his pol politics and stuff so mm -hmm. he doesn't have many republican followers even though that he hunts and has guns and shit right. he's so uh i think that was a great move on bernie's part yeah, yeah he me he went around last time and was going around doing podcasts and stuff like that Hell, he went on tour with Killer Mike. <laughs> but I think getting on Rogan was the best thing he could possibly do. Right. And with that, we're back. After a long layoff, many technical difficulties standing in our way. Um, unfortunately, I just got a bunch of old news. All the recent news is just about school shooting, or not school shootings, but mass shootings. Right, which... There was a mass stabbing last night. How many? Four dead. Two wounded. So, th see, the way you say that, sure, that is mass, by definition. But now imagine, what was it? Ohio had the one guy who, what was it? He killed nine people in 30 seconds or some shit? With the yeah. Gun? Give him a knife. Could he have done that? No. No. Not in 30 seconds before the cops got there. No way. But he could have been more stealth. Like, you roll up in that line on a club and you just start stabbing dudes in the back. Like, slowly, like Hitman style, stabbing them and then laying them down. I'm saying he could have got through 10. Right. <laughs> Before somebody turned around and looked at him and like, what the fuck? I mean, historically, though, it doesn't work out well for the stabber. Right. Someone can fight back. It didn't work out well for that gunman either because he mm. was shot dead in under a minute. But he still took out nine people because he had right. first. Yeah. I just want to point out, what, do you know what the death, the actual Second Amendment says, wording-wise? Mm-mm. Yeah, it says we can have guns as part of well-regulated militia. Do you think any of these guys who did these mass shootings would have been qualified for a well-regulated militia? No. Correct. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, the, the El Paso one's even more... Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy. Speaking of him, did you hear about Mexico? Uh-uh. They're actually wanting to extradite someone for the first time. 
oh, with wow. the treaty between America. They're wanting to extradite him. Hell yeah, charge give him it to crimes. him. I guess they're really wanting to do that to prove a point to America that we have a terrorist situation in the country, whether they want to admit or not. And they are connected. Do it. Give it to him. Or give him to them. But I figured we could start off on humans doing things that they shouldn't do. Right. Because this falls in the oblivious category. Mm-hmm. Headline. World's first monkey-human hybrid created by scientists who didn't stop to think if they should. Nice. Here's a picture of the little guy. Okay. I mean... Looks mostly just like a monkey. Yeah, he's a little thin in the hair. Mm-hmm. But... not. He doesn't... It's not like he has a human face. Right. I'm trying to get it to pull up. So, here we go. The goal of the mad scientist-like project is to create human-animal chimeras that have human cell injected into the monkey embryos. For those not well-versed in genetics, Greek mythology, or sci-fi, chimeras are a single organism composed of cells with distinct genotypes. In animals, this means an individual derived from two or more zygotes, which can include possessing blood cells from different blood types, subtle variations in form. Well, that was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, more like a mix-max of different animals and body parts. Yeah. <laughs> That's the actual... I mean, I would be interested to see how long this monkey lives. My guess is not very long. And Or if you're going by human standards, because the smaller you are, the longer you live. Yeah, but I just I think that's going to cause an array of like organ failures, because I mean, the liver has to... Yeah, you know. the way they did it was not the best way. But is it for, like... Are you trying to grow... Is this a better way to grow organs for organ transplants? That's... Like, what's the point? I mean, that's what a lot of them are trying to start doing. Because I know there's one scientist in particular that says... If he gets the okay to start doing this stuff... Um, if any animal comes up... I think it's like 30% of the human brain capacity... That's when they're all stop And they're not going to go any further. Like, for the mental capacity and all that. Right. But yeah, they're, the whole purpose is just trying to get organ transplants. Like They're going to start with, of course, smaller ones like mice and growing random things in there just to see if it's possible. And then go into pigs and stuff like that. They can't actually be used as transplants. So that means Japan, they're working on cat girls. <laughs> now, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> you, do you watch the news, the local news at all? Not particularly. There's a lady on the Channel 5 News. She looks like a fucking cat lady. Oh, good lord. And her eyes are just like a little bit too far apart. So, I mean, it looks like a legitimate cat person. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. On the second... <clears throat> I want to... This should be called Shit That Should Not Be, but mm-hmm. that's a segment in another podcast I listen to. Chernobyl Vodka made from contaminated grain around nuclear disaster area, goes on sale. I'm going to go on a limb and say they're desperate Uh, for money. Not a bad idea, honestly. 
I think anyone who buys that has a bad idea. Well, yeah. I mean, I want to buy it. Not to drink it, but I want to own it. Oh, there was a picture of it. There you go. It's called Atomic. A-T-O-M-I-K. And it comes in a sweet little wooden box. I bet that shit is expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it... It has to come in under the, the radioactive limit. Mm-hmm. So a team of scientists has unveiled a vodka which had been produced using grains and water from Chernobyl exclusion zone, which they claim is completely safe to drink. So you're taking the advice of Russian scientists. Mm -hmm. Professor Jim Smith from the University of Portsmouth in South England assured that the atomic drink is no more dangerous than any other alcoholic drink. Shit, I'm going Hold on. <coughs> the drink is the first consumer product to have come out of the forbidden zone in the Ukraine since the nuclear catastrophe occurred in the Ukraine in 1986. Which, I'm not mad at Chernobyl. I wanted to start buying land in Chernobyl, mm -hmm. like, ten years ago. Like, that was my big idea. Because when it comes back, it's going to come out back hot. How many people are going to travel over there just to see? Because it hasn't been touched since 1986. Right. Like, you can go into somebody's apartment and see how they left shit, I you mean, know? But unfortunately for us, that won't be possible until well after we're dead. I know, but damn it. Windows update. Oh, good. Many thousands of people are still living in the zone of obligatory resettlement where new investment and use of agriculture land is still forbidden. The Chernobyl exclusion zone and the zone of obligatory resettlement are areas stretching more than 2,600 square kilometers, that's 1,003 square miles, around the nuclear reactor near the city of Propyat, which are still under restricted access and legislation. But because distilling reduces any impurities in the original grain, the only radioactivity the researchers could detect in the alcohol is natural carbon-14 at the same level you would expect in any spirit drink. So the distilling process mm -hmm. neutralizes any radioactivity. God, I want a bottle of this. So bad. I don't know how they think that's a thing. I don't that's know. right up there with, was it? Um, Ghost in the Shell had those robots that they could deploy that would eat radiation from nukes. <laughs> Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, that was. No, you said that. Uh, the team said they diluted the distilled alcohol with mineral water from a deep aquifer from the town of Chernobyl, which was found to be free from contamination. Smith said the water has similar chemistry to groundwater in the Champagne region of France. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This is no more radioactive than any other vodka, Smith told the BBC. Any chemist will tell you when you distill something, impurities stay in the waste product. So you took rye that was slightly contaminated and water from the Chernobyl aquifer, and we distilled it. We asked our friends at Southampton University, who have an amazing radio... Whoa. Radio analytical laboratory to see if they could find any radioactivity. They couldn't find anything. The vodka was a result of three years worth of research into transferring transfer of radioactivity to crop grown in the Chernobyl exclusion zone. Smith said he hopes that the atomic would pave the way 
towards further helping the communities around the abandoned zone. Man, I gotta get this. I'm gonna assume that's in no way, shape, form also to help that guy's pockets. Oh, right. In particularly. This is cool. I don't know where you can get it. I bet you can't get it in the United States. Probably not. I mean, you can get, like, good Russian vodka in the States, but I doubt you can get that. Mm-hmm. Although, if I'm caught anywhere around a liquor store, I'll probably be tarred and feathered. Right. But I think that's cool. Shouldn't be done. Like, for sure, don't do that. No. But we're not stopping at radioactive vodka. Mm-hmm. Cockroach milk is the new health obsession. I've heard about this. I think it started out as a joke from a comedian. Mm-hmm. If I remember, there was a joke of a few years back. Like once like the, the almond milk and the cashew milk took off. That they were like, you want to drink milk of something, you should drink milk of a cockroach. Maybe give you superhuman powers or something. Right. So, <laughs> uh, apparently it's nutrient-rich milk crystals found inside the Pacific beetle cockroach. These species use said protein crystals as food for cockroach infants, but new research suggests that it could be beneficial to humans too. And it's also the most nourishing and highly caloric substance on the planet. Oh, it boosts four times as much proteins as cow milk, but also contains essential amino acids to, that promote cell growth, lipids that keep our bodies healthy, and sugars that fuel energy. Well, that's how you, that's how you uh, solve world hunger. Mm-hmm. Cockroach milk. Yep. Just, I bet the logistics of trying to get them milked is a nightmare. <clears throat> but... It has a lot of sugar. It could create problems with diabetes. Now, speaking of interesting food situations and drink situations that we were talking about, let me... Have you heard about the Impossible Meat? Yes. Has been finally approved to be sold in grocery stores? Yep. Yep. Because Burger King did is doing the Impossible Whopper. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's Burger King. Yeah. And... It's at, it's west with the west coast uh, like Del Taco and a couple other are doing Impossible. There's two different companies. It's Impossible and something else. I can't fucking remember. Um, but they're actually getting cowless meat, which I'm not mad at that. Like mm-hmm. when they started announcing like lab grown meat, like they took the cells of mm-hmm. like animal cells, like right. cells of a cow, and they put it in a petri dish, and then they fed it and kind of electrocuted it, and then they grew like a roast. Right. Like, out of nothing. And it cost, like, to get a hamburger would be like a quarter million dollars. But they're like, once we figure out the process and way to streamline it, mm-hmm. then you will have this... Like, it was initially announced as, like, cruelty-free meat. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, like, cows are what's fucking up the ozone and causing right. cow farts. So stop the cow farts. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've talked about a way to reduce that on this before. Red seaweed, 2% of their food. Reduce it by 99%. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not mad at it. I would try it. And if it tastes good, I would eat it. Like, I don't care. Right. And I know, like, that attitude's part of the problem. But that's, that's 
if it tastes good, I don't give a shit where it comes from. Like, I love veal. Like, real veal from a baby cow. Mm-hmm. Delicious. If you could give me something that was plant-based that tastes like real veal, I would eat it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't It wouldn't bother me a bit. Right. Like, I'm not a purist. Like, I've eaten, like, soy burgers and, like, black bean burgers and stuff. They're okay. Like, they have a chalky, like, aftertaste. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't eat it. I was just like, ah, I don't like that chalky right. feel. So where you, where do you stand on Impossible Meats? I'm fine with it. I have no quarrels with it. You ready to get biblical? Oh, I'm ready to throw it out the door. <laughs> Foxes seen walking near the Western Wall fulfilling biblical promise. Eh? What? Yeah. It's going down. I don't understand. There was a biblical promise. Uh-huh. As the Jewish world is counting the days to the ninth of A.V., the date on which Jewish mourn the destruction of the two temples in Jerusalem following its destruction by the Romans, foxes have been spotted walking near the Western Wall, a press release reported on Thursday. It is written in the book of Lamentations. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's Lamentations. 518, which is read on the Tesha B'Av, that Mount Zion, where the temple stood, will be so forgotten that foxes will walk in it. The understanding, according to the uh, Talmud in the track deck, whoa, I don't even know what that means. Uh, Uriah's prophecies of destruction are have thus been fulfilled, so will be the ones by Zechariah about the temple being rebuilt. Hmm. That's strange. One cannot refrain from crying at the sight of the fulfillment of the prophecies of foxes will walk on it. Says Rabbi Shmuel Rabnowitz, the rabbi of the Western Wall and Holy Sites. Okay. So just some foxes hanging out? Yeah, foxes doing fox shit. Yeah... That just makes me think people really don't understand how little time nature needs to take back over situations. Well, if you believe, like, that would have been written, mm-hmm. you know, before Jesus. Right, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, between when that was around and now is way more time than nature needs to take back over right. things. But that's like a dude calling a shot from, like, uh-huh. 3,000 years ago. That's like me saying a guy's going to get hit by a stick at some point and it happened <laughs> 10 years later. Have you watched uh, that Good Good Omen show? No, I've not. It's really interesting. It was written by Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. and Terry Pritchard. I think okay. his name. He's dead, so it doesn't matter. All right. um, but it's about the, there's an angel and a demon, mm-hmm. and they've been around since, like, Adam and Eve. Right. Like, the demon was the snake, and the angel, okay. like, gave Adam a fiery sword or something. Okay. Um, but they've been, they're, like, friendly, like, over the centuries, like, 
So the show starts and it kind of gives them an intro, but they're like X number of days till the end of the world. So it gives, so it's like them, like they like earth, they like being on earth and they like being friends. So they're trying to stop the end of the world. Right. Um, but in it, there's a book of prophecies that don't make any sense until they've already happened. Mm -hmm. Like one of the prophecies in the book is like an angel will be reading this and not realize that his, his hot chocolate went cold. And everybody's like, what the fuck does that mean? It's like the first thing. Right. And the angel owns an antique bookstore and he gets this book and he opens it to the first page and he reads it. And then it, he's drinking a cup of hot chocolate. Right. So, I don't know. That's okay. I just want to I want to sit down and write just a bunch of like predictions. Eventually you'll be right. Possibly. That's just was it you put a room full of chimpanzees and typewriters and eventually they'll write Cheryl, or uh what is it? Shakespeare? That's the one. Uh, wow, that's like a infinity thing. Well, eventually it will happen. Yeah. Like uh like within pi, the three point one four. Hold on. <coughs> within pi, every phone number that ever exists is in pi. Mm -hmm. Like that blew my mind. I was just like, "Fuck!" Like everybody's social security number. Hey, be quiet. Um. Everybody's social security number is within Pi. Right. Along with phone numbers is in Pi. Like, that's how big it is. But, I ruined my segue with that. So, on to the next title. <laughs> Headline, that is. Husband with two tooth... Fuck! Editing. <laughs> Husband with a toothache complains about his pain the entire time his wife was giving birth. Wow. I mean, to be fair, tooth pain is one of the worst because it's right there at your brain. Right. But still, you would think he'd have some adrenaline running or something, be excited in that situation to counteract it a little bit. She calls him on it. While mm -hmm. she's sitting there in labor, mm -hmm. she got really pissed and immediately called her husband out for it. And he was apparently refused to see the error of his ways. So now they've taken their problem to Reddit. Asking who's right and who's wrong. Wrong, wrong. Right. Although the whole incident happened two years ago, it's clearly still a contentious point of debate among the couple. <laughs> you, ah, man, at that point, you just gotta... Right. You just gotta give up. Mm -hmm. I would have to, I'd be like, look. I fucked up. You gotta let it go. Look, if you don't let it go, I'm fucking leaving. Yeah, there's an old saying, happy wife, happy, happy life. life. That's right. And I couldn't even imagine. Like, I had a friend, when they were talking to the doctor about giving birth, her husband passed out. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she made fun of him for that longer than I would. I was like, okay, you gotta, you gotta leave the poor guy alone. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
Hard to go. As the husband tells it, he had no warning that he was going to have tooth pain on the day his wife went into labor and explains in his post that he had started developing an intermittent toothache. When his wife suddenly went into labor, it took them by surprise since she wasn't due for another three weeks. That is no excuse. About two or three hours into the 19-hour labor, I probably ate something delicious, he wrote in the post. And that's another mistake. Why claim it's delicious? <laughs> Just say Yates on you, dumb But still, dumb. like, your wife's in labor. She can't eat. They won't let her eat. You should kind of be there in her solidarity. Right. Like, the whole time my wife was in labor, I didn't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and after his delicious snack, his tooth started hurting in an ungodly way. The husband explained that at the point his wife, his wife's contractions were very far apart and she was in very little discomfort. Oh, Freezing. I'm guessing that this couple doesn't have another child because he's never been allowed in that region ever again. I'm going to bet it was popcorn. I didn't want to leave her side to look for medicine until her parents arrived, he claimed. And once they did, you're in a hospital. You can't just go rooting around the medicine cabinet. Here's what you do. You grab a nurse. Because mm-hmm. people are in and out of that room. Right. You, you grab a nurse who's leaving and be like, look, I need some fucking... What, Ambisol or some shit for my tooth. Like, it's killing me. Can I please have some? Right. You know? And let her go get it for you. And then when she comes back in the room, you move around and you intercept her because you don't... And then you go to the bathroom, pop it in, you're good as gold. I didn't want to leave her side to look for medicine until her parents arrived. Once they did, he said he went down to the hospital convenience store and picked up some oral numbing medication. That, with a couple Excedrin, was... Able to alleviate the pain just as my wife's contraction started to pick up. That's his side of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't believe it. Right. In her version of the event, the woman's husband had been complaining for months and months about a toothache during her pregnancy. Again, you cannot complain about anything around a, com- a pregnant woman. Right. And rightfully so. They are growing a... Like... A, a parasite in them. Yes, it's disgusting. It's horrible. It kept getting worse, and every time he'd complain, I'd say he should go to the dentist, but he refused. Right. Then her labor started, and once again, that there were those toothache complaints. For a few hours while I was in the hospital getting ready to push a child out of my body, he continued to complain frequently about his toothache. She admitted that At that point, she actually wasn't in terrible pain, but still, after a while, that can get pretty annoying. She isn't totally heartless, though, and she admits that she did feel bad for her husband, was uncomfortable. But there's, but here's the thing, she said, she had asked multiple times for him to to get to check, get it checked out. So hearing him whine right there in the middle of her labor, there were other things at the moment I felt I should be focusing on. Complaining also dominated the conversation for probably a couple hours. Most people on Reddit were shocked that this even was up for debate. In their minds, the dad had been a total dud. Right. <clears throat> because you refused to get it treated, one commenter wrote, at some point you should stop expecting sympathy because you don't deserve it. For his pain, or gel and Excedrin, they wrote, for her pain, an epidural or morphine. Solid points. Mm-hmm. 
But if you're dealing with it for months, like I could see like if I developed a toothache today, I would probably ignore it. And if it came back tomorrow, depending on the severity of it, I would probably still ignore it. But by day three, every time I ate, I had a toothache, I would fucking call a dentist. Right. Especially if my wife was pregnant. Mm -hmm. Because you got to deal with, I shouldn't say deal with, but fuck it, nobody's listening anyway. You got to deal with them being pregnant. Like, it's part of the... Part of the contract. Right, right. So, are we in agreement that this guy's a douche? Yes, he is. He done fucked up a while ago. Yeah. It said something about baby number two. I had to read if it was. Oh, no. What they said in the event. Mm-hmm. All right, and this one kind of fizzled out. There's two things that kind of fizzled out. Okay. One was the licking of of grocery items and putting yep. it back on the shelf. Like I had this pegged for our next thing right before mm-hmm. our, the computer died, and I had to get new equipment. Right. So I was I was really hoping because that ended up becoming like an actual thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's forgotten because of all the people dead in El Paso and Dayton right. and at the Garlic Festival. So, for those of you who don't know, what what started it off was a girl took out a half gallon of Bluebell ice cream, opened the top, pulled the lid off, and licked it and stuck it back on the shelf. The girl's mom, I believe, recorded it and put it online. I thought it was her boyfriend. Was it her boyfriend? Okay. Maybe it was. I don't know. Because what happened, like, that store pulled all of its bluebell off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And sent it back as damage. Which, right. that's just fucked. So, if they ever found the person, they were going to charge them with all that shit. Well, then well, it started... Well, mention libel laws. Right. But then it started, like, a plague of people going to the grocery store and licking things and putting them back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And even some people who did it in a video and post it... Who actually, after the view ended, bought that item. Uh, That's still a douchey thing to do. Didn't somebody do it in a doctor's office? They, like, licked all the tongue depressors? Or am I just making up stories that would be That sounds like something someone would do. Yeah. Like, that's just fucked up. Right. Like, but not as fucked up as going to El Paso and killing a bunch of people. Right. Um... But that was a thing for a minute. And then the other thing... And I think she was which, a minor, too. Yeah. Which, absolutely, it captivated my imagination, because I really thought... And it still technically could, because the date is not upon us yet. The storming of Area 51. Did you... I'm, uh, yeah, I know you heard about it. The Naruto run. Yeah. They can't shoot us all. That's right. No, they, they pretty can. Well, it said they can't stop us all. You might get shot, but they can't stop us all. Oh. Speaking of how much popularity that thing got, did you know Verse Tooth made a skit about it? Really? Yeah, they did. There was that for that for a hot second, that was what a lot of people were talking about. Which I liked it. I mean, this was I put this um I put this in my feed on July 11th to come back and talk about. Mhm. And I know that it's almost August 11th, so a full right. month. Hold on, I'm going to cough. 
<clears throat> Fuck. So for a full month, this is, and I think a lot of it's died off. But right. the guy who was original behind the post. Yes, the guy who did origin the the original post. He got so scared he, that then he posted, mm-hmm. "I'm not liable if people do this. This was just a joke." And then a big part of me still wanted this to go down and him get arrested because, no, no, you just incited a riot, fuckstick. Right. And it turns out this might just become a music festival. Oh, that'd be sick. But here, I'm going to indulge in my conspiracy theory. I think it's also the only place that has legalized prostitution. What? Area 51? No, that town. That town that's... Yeah, it's all... Nevada has... Like, it... They have rules, but it's legal. Right. It's legal there. So, okay. Now, just indulge me. You mm-hmm. will play the government, right? In this scenario, okay. Or you can just listen. I'll talk to myself. Right, right. Okay. If you were the government, and Area Fifty One's been a thing since what the fifties, sixties. Something like Something that. Something like that. Where the weather balloon crashed, but it wasn't a weather balloon. Mm-hmm. And anytime somebody talks about... Around the world, if anybody talks about aliens, they bring up Area 51. So if you were the government, would you do anything shady at Area 51? Would you hide any facts of any... Like, let's just say that it happened. Mm-hmm. Let's say that it crash-landed. You have... Dead aliens in vats of formaldehyde. Right. You have their ships that they were that that they were in that right. wrecked, and you were able to reverse engineer them mm-hmm. because some people that's their whole theory is we went from 1950s you didn't have anything to right. the 1960s like you had microwave ovens you had um, cordless uh, cordless phones starting to come out like we had a jump in right. technology in technology that there wasn't a real clear path to. So they think that in the process of reverse engineering all this stuff. Right. So you have these, these alien ships and everybody's talking about area 51. Would you not eventually move them out of area 51 into a different place? I mean, in that situation, if that was the case, yes. Right. That makes total sense because now that's your, that's your decoy. That's your distraction point because everybody is so caught up in what is Area Fifty One doing. Yeah. And what we know officially is like been made for is surveillance air vehicles. Right. Now here's my conspiracy theory. It's not in Area Fifty One. Everything that we have is in a place called Wonderland. And Wonderland because now because You've heard? Have you heard the term Wonderland? I mean, I'm thinking of Alice. Nope. Or Michael Jackson, negative. In the conspiracy theory world, there's a term for Wonderland. It's a place. A lot of people think it's under Area 51. It's the underground military base that they have under Area 51. Okay. That's where they keep all their stuff. I think Wonderland exists under Fort Knox. Okay. Because what is Fort Knox known for? Secrets. Gold. Mullen, yeah. Gold. It, it was, it's the highest, and this is fact. These are fact. Fort Knox is the highest, secure, heaviest secured base in North America. Right. 
Like, you have to have very high clearance levels to be able to move around that place. Right. Well, here's what people don't know, or didn't fail to. It, it was allegedly had all the gold, but in the 1980s we learned that the largest gold deposit was under the World Trade Center. And that was also the uh, main plot of Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Right. <clears throat> so, but nobody questions, why is Fort Knox still so heavily secured? Now, here's something these people don't know that I know. I worked with somebody who was in the, who was in a mil- the military reserves. Mm-hmm. Okay? He was on a very short list of people approved to go to Fort Knox. And he would get called and have a day or two notice because he worked for me. And he would come in and say, hey, I've got orders. I have to go. Right. And, of course... I don't want to say where he worked, because I've worked in a thousand places. I don't want to say... I'll tell you off the air. Right. But, of course, where he worked, people were just like, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. You, We need we need time. I'm like, it's the government. He is... Right. We knew this when we hired him, that he would have to go out on maneuvers. Like, he would go out once a year for two weeks for mm-hmm. his physical training and shit. And then he would come back to work, but he would always get these calls. And so I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I can't tell you. Right. And I said, okay, I, I respect that, you know. Um, I was like, but where are you going? I said, because you're only doing it for a day or two. Typically, it's one day, and then he's back. Right. He goes, I'm one of the only people that can go to Fort Knox. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? I said, you're you're in the Army Reserves. He wasn't an officer. Right. He said, I'm the only person under the height restriction. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, there's a max height that you can, that you have to be under. And it's like five foot six. Don't quote me on that height. I can't remember. Right. But it, we'll just say it's five foot six. You can't be taller than five foot six and go and work at Fort Knox. Even he was delivering something. Right. <clears throat> he rode in a truck. He never saw what it was. And then when he'd get there, he'd stand outside of a room. Mm-hmm. And then he would get told to leave. Right. That's all he knows. That's all he told me. So whether if he ever saw any something, something he never said anything. So now you've got. They said it's the highest gold deposit in the United States, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Now you've got height restriction. Right. Like I get not being over five foot eight or whatever it is to fly a jet. Like that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But now you have a height restriction guarding a door? Like, why? Maybe like, so they can't peer into the little window? <laughs> Dude, if that was it, that would be so fucking funny. You, because when we built it, a six-foot-tall person could see into the room, and we don't want anybody seeing into the room. But what if they got little gray aliens walking around? Right. And if they see a giant person, they freak out and, like, fucking rip out their face. Mm-hmm. I know that's a bit of an extreme jump, but right. there's serious there's something there because it it right right. I and granted, you. he could have fucking lied to me, and I bought it hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. But I've talked to, <clears throat> but here's why I don't think so, because I had again at another job, I had a guy, he was a ranked official. In the military. Mm-hmm. And then after the military, like a lot of them do, 
they worked for the Department of Defense. They either some of them go to the Department of Justice, some of them go to the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. He went for Department of Defense. <clears throat> right. So I brought up. I said, I have a buddy. He's dead now. Um, we were we were uh, janitors together at a school while I was mm-hmm. in college. And he was like, he goes, I know the government has cloaking devices. He says, I I know they do. And I was like, where is it? And he's like, it's in Area 51. And he swore up and down it was in. And I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. So there's this high level guy who worked for the Department of Defense or Department of Justice. I can't remember. Right. And he talks about all this voice recognition software and hand scanners. Right. And I was like, okay. I said, so, I said, I have a buddy that told me about cloaking devices. And I said, he thinks it's at Area 51. I said, I don't. And he smiled. And I looked at him and he goes, all I'll tell you is look into Dreamland. And that's all. That's the first time I ever heard fucking Dreamland in my life. Mm-hmm. So, so I knew that that verified Dreamland was was. For me, that gave me something to look into. Then mm-hmm. I looked into Dreamland, and a lot of people said it was under Area 51. Well, I talked to my buddy. I said, so tell me about Dreamland. And he just he gave me that look. And for a split second, I saw it in his eyes. was like, how do you fucking know? And then he just he was like, he goes, I've heard about it. I've never been there. Mm-hmm. He was, it's a fake place. It doesn't exist. And I was like, okay. I didn't push it with him because I, I didn't want to get black bag in the middle of the night because right. I found out too much. So that's my mm-hmm. conspiracy rant. <laughs> but I looked into um, Tom DeLong. He was in Blink-182, Angels and Airwaves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, he, he wrote a book. And in his book, it's a it's a fictional story about a guy and he how he becomes involved in Dreamland, which is in Area 51. I'm like, you're fucking wrong. You're wrong. Like, it's not there. Right. But he talked about Dreamland, and he talked about all these ships and stuff. So then, I forget his fucking name. Ooh, I'm mad at myself. Rogan interviewed a guy. Did you hear about this? No. Let me get his name. So Rogan interviews this guy. And this guy came out in the 80s as, he said he he worked for the government, Bob Lazar. Okay. Bob Lazar was recruited to work on, he was, he loved rockets, so... He was a rocket scientist. Right. So he was hired to work on the propulsion of an aircraft. And he said that he would go months and then he'd get a phone call. And it, he would drive to an airport. And then a plane would be waiting for him and it would drive him to Area 51. Mm-hmm. And then he would work on these propulsion systems. Right. For these unknown aircrafts. And it, everything was seg, seg, segmented. Like, the weapons people, they worked in a group, and they never talked to the propulsion people. And the propulsion people, they didn't talk to the, the flight people. Right. You know. But he claims that he was involved in reverse engineering these... Uh, reverse engineering these spacecrafts. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to cough. <coughs> Christ. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix. I want you to watch it. That's your homework. Okay. Bob Lazar. And it goes through his whole story. And you can believe him or not. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's evidence pointing to, like, why... Unless he's a domestic terrorist, there's no reason... Because in spoilers, in the documentary... Okay, so there's this element. You know the element they just found? It was like element 112? No. Okay, they just announced the, they found an element. The People in Sweden created an element 112. And this was the element that when they were talking about how spacecraft could fly and hover and do all this shit, uh-huh. it was this element that they named element 112 because the elemental chart only goes to 111. So it was this element 112. Well, in the in the propulsion system of these spacecraft, there was element 112. And Bob allegedly stole it. Well, in the documentary, they talk about element 112. And they're out in the woods, right? Right. And they've got their cell phones, and he goes, I'm going to turn off my phone, and they take it. The next day, they don't even show what they videoed or talked about, but the next day... FBI raided his job where he works. Mm-hmm. He makes like I don't know what the fuck he does. He's he's a smart fucking dude. I don't know. Right. So the next day the FBI raided his place. So you can't tell me that there's nothing there because they have footage of the FBI showing up and like stories and everything. Right. So I want you to check this out and because what he says could be true and it could not be true, but it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. about what he's talking about because they have his original interview he broke the story back in the day and he was like blacked out in a van like blackface and he every everything he was talking about at the time seemed crazy like there's a way they have a hand scanner and it measures the bones in your hand because the bones in your hand are different everybody's it's like a fingerprint right they talk about this hand scanner nobody's ever seen it well in the documentary they get a picture of these hand scanners and it's exactly how Bob described it like 20 years ago, 25 mm-hmm. years ago. It's crazy. So a, a skeptical person I would like to see because Amber just got up and she she left. Right. Because granted, it's not a great documentary. Like the, the, the documentary filmmaker himself is kind of a tool. Like I didn't like him. Right. But the subject was subject matter was good enough that it kept me Kept me interested to see where it was going. Mm. So, I would be interested to see what you think. Okay. Bob Lazar. It's like laser, but with an A instead of an E. <laughs> That's how you remember. But it's on Netflix. It's okay. like the Bob Lazar story. Aliens and whatever. Alright. I will. The only part about his story that I don't like... That it doesn't... He said that he saw nine different spacecrafts. That were all different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Because we've... Like, if you believe in, in, in aliens... Right. Which, this is supposed to be the year. This is supposed to be the year that we're supposed to find something out. Mm-hmm. It says all the, I don't know how we came about this knowledge, but this right. is supposed to be the year it's supposed to happen. 
Isn't this also the year we find out about JFK's assassination? That was last year. I mean, the actual, like, yeah, the whole theory. Well, they, they released... Trump released most of it. There was some stuff that he kept out because it would uh, jeopardize people. So, to me, that means we've got secret... Pretty sure all those people are already dead. Should be. So, there's something in there that they don't want us to see. But it, it was like 35 or 38 pages that, that he kept under redaction. Mm-hmm. So... But not, but a lot of it, a lot of it came out, and you could kind of. My guess is it would just hurt the CIA's and all that yeah. integrity about how they murdered him. But, um, yeah, but it nobody like I didn't want to read thousands of pages, right? <laughs> but nothing came up, like nothing. There was no epiphanies. There wasn't anything. It didn't confirm anything. It didn't deny anything. So everybody thinks that those key pages are what Trump kept out. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Bob Lazar, it's on Netflix. I'd be interested. Right, right. So, I even forgot what I was going to tell you after. <laughs> what did I say I was going to tell you about? Oh, I'll, I remember now. Okay. I know you heard about this one. Suspect hiding from police passes gas so loudly that it gives up his hiding spot. You didn't hear about this? Mm, I don't think so, but it sounds like something like that would definitely happen. It was in Clay County, Missouri. Clay County, Missouri. Police in Liberty, Missouri were able to sniff out a hiding suspect after authorities say that the suspect passed gas so loudly it gave away their their hiding spot. Wow. In a Facebook post, Clay County, Missouri authorities say police were looking for a person who had a felony warrant out for their arrest. That's when the suspect passed gas, leading police right to the, right to the, the culprit. Clay County authorities say that the suspect wanted for possession of controlled substance. So, nice. he farts and gives himself away. Nice. Sucks for him. I'm just going to go through some headlines from... Okay. Teacher dies after swallowing bag of cocaine at airport. Jesus Christ. Yep. Um... Swallowing cocaine is not a... Even if it's in a condom, it's not a fail, fail-proof... <clears throat> Fell safe way. No. So I guess she didn't tie the baggie off good enough. She died. Man who be killed. Fuck. Man who killed beloved Bush Garden flamingo. Mm-hmm. Ran over by truck. Nice. Instant karma. I love it. He looks like a piece of shit that would have killed a flamingo. How do you kill a flamingo? They're beautiful. Right. And he wants to. Make a statue out of it. You know, taxidermy. So mark this down as a list of things never to do. Man rotted from the inside out after eating gecko as a party dare. His testicles were swollen up like grapefruits. The fuck? Yeah. How did a gecko rot him? I don't know. 
Let's see. I doubt the article breaks it down. It had been some sort of poisonous gecko at that point. Um, David Dow, who was 34 when he died in December last year, is thought to have eaten a gecko at a Christmas party that infected him with salmonella. I don't think salmonella makes your testicles swell up. He was Australian. Mm. Everything's trying to kill you. The following day, his family from Queensland, Australia, called an ambulance after he started vomiting. It was coming... Crikey! It was coming out both ends! He was really sick the moment he started throwing up, and it was green. <coughs> That's when they rang the ambulance. Do you know how many colors I've puked in my life? Right. Purple, black, red, Pretty sure orange. Pretty on what you've eaten. Yeah. He just had to get You want to be green. terrified? Throw up black. That will scare you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah Dow said that initially the paramedics had been hesitant to take him to the hospital, but the family insisted. Three days later, he was diagnosed with salmonella, a bacteria often transmitted through food that causes diarrhea, fever, abdominal cramps up to 72 hours after infected. Normally, the illness lasts up to a week and most people recover without treatment. However, in more severe cases, sufferers need to be hospitalized. This is often because the infection is spread from the intestines to the bloodstream. In extreme cases, salmonella can cause death. And your testicles to swell up. I'm not going to get over that. Mm. Like, if I'm sitting in a place and my ball, my balls become huge like grapefruits. Right. First thing I'm going to do is take a picture and show it to all my friends. Second thing I'm going to do is go to the hospital. <laughs> um... Initially, Dow's family thought that he got the infection from eating chicken, which is the common place. Do you know you don't get salmonella from eating raw eggs? It's the chi- it's the eggshells that carry the bacteria. Hmm. So handling eggs, like if you crack it and don't wash your hands, right? Like that's when you get salmonella. Um, but then a friend reminded his partner about the gecko dare. Mm-hmm. While no one was sure whether or not he actually ate the gecko, doctors at the hospital where he was being treated said it could well be the cause of infection. Mark Turner from the University of Queensland of Agriculture and Food Science told the Brisbane Times that a wide range of animals, including turtles, snakes, and geckos, can carry the salmonella bacteria in their gut. I hope he swallowed the gecko whole. I don't. You want him to have bit into it and it bust like a gusher in your mouth? Would you rather the gecko suffered by acid? <laughs> oh. Yeah, neither one of those is no, ideal, but at I least the instant death oh. of the gecko is more. My, If you want me to eat a gecko, it has to be skinned and at least its intestines taken out. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine trying to swallow it whole and it just puts the brakes out on the and down your throat? So you got a gecko stuck in your How about throat. The lionfish. <laughs> Did you hear what they're doing down there, in Florida? They put that there as like a, like at fancy restaurants, and they're moving it down to middle class restaurants because they're trying to serve it like dusky because oh. it's ruining the environment down there. Oh wait, I did hear about that. Speaking of Florida, right fast. Let me just detour you with a terrible story about a mayor. Okay. So there's this mayor down there currently who has been previously charged as a felon for hoarding up to $900,000 of the public's money when he was the mayor before he was arrested. Oh, wow. 
So the mayor, 49,000, got arrested and is now the mayor of that town again. That's Florida for you. <laughs> Here we go. In the hospital, Dow's condition was getting worse. He was bloated. His urine was black. If I pee black, just kill me. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Have you ever eaten beets? No. Like I got into juicing for a while, and I was doing beet juice. It's real sweet. It's actually quite tasty. Like I don't know why beets got such a bad rap. Like they're they're real sweet. Mm-hmm. But I was drinking beet juice, and that shit turns your piss red. Like I was so terrified. Right. And it turns your poop red too. So you think that you're bleeding somewhere. Right. And then you remember, oh, I just drank beet juice. But black piss? Whoa. And his vomit was green. He was just in absolute agony. His mother, Michelle Dow, added, And you showed your mom your giant balls? His mom added, His testicles were sh- swollen up like grapefruits, and they was leaking, and, f- and there was l- fluid leaking from them. And the doctor said that that was normal. No. It was just all the fluid in his stomach cavity. If fluid from your stomach are coming out your balls, like, was it like sweating through? Right. Was his nutsack just raining down moisture and fluid? Mm-hmm. As he was pissing black liquid, there was just a puddle in the floor beneath him, and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, that's all right. Right. Fuck. Dal died in surgery on December 11th after suffering from organ failure. His family said he basically rotted from the inside out. No, I want a doctor saying that he rose. Yeah, that's... The surgeon basically said he needed that surgery straight away. We also asked why they didn't give him a catheter, and they said that they didn't think of that. Okay. I guess when you're worrying about a guy... When you're... Unless you're... Well, yeah, they probably could have put it... If he was in that much pain, they probably should have put a catheter up him. But if typically, if you're able to urinate by yourself, yeah. And um, we also asked why they didn't give him a catheter, and they said they didn't think of that. We had to ask for pain relief for David. He was put into a coma because they couldn't control his pain. We never got to say goodbye to him. Goodbye, David. Your balls are huge. What are you like? You're a fucking idiot. If you and that's it. Don't do something stupid, people. Yeah, there's never a good way to go out on. Uh, here's a headline. She tried to shoot someone in road rage incident. She shot her husband instead. That needs to be a card game humanity line <laughs> right there. She shot blank. She shot Hitler instead. Oh, <laughs> oh! That'd this is the best one. We can go out on this one for obvious reasons. All right, I'm showing you this. Hashtag no racist. Just look at the people, not the headline. Okay. Okay. Two African-American men, or two black men. I don't know. even know what's politically correct anymore. Mm-hmm. Man kills his best friend for saying no homo after 10 hours of anal sex. What? <laughs> Come on. You don't get better than that. What? Like, they're best friends and they're having anal sex. Yep. 
And then the dude, I imagine it was the dude that was on the top. Mm -hmm. I imagine he finished and went, no homo. (laughs) Oh, good God. (laughs) 21-year-old Tyrone Smith killed his so-called best friend, Xavier Johnson, after a 10-hour anal session between two completely heterosexual men. Xavier didn't say no homo or no homo bro, thus automatically converting it into a non-heterosexual sex. (laughs) The incident happened last night in Florida in a small apartment in Orlando. Tyrone stabbed his friends 18 times in the chest, then called an ambulance, but it was too late. Before the paramedics arrived, Tyrone admitted stabbing him one last time to make sure Xavier was dead, he told police. He was not with that gay shit. After having anal sex. And confessed to the murder of Xavier. Tyrone was charged for the capital murder. According to police, he might only face 15 years imprisonment instead of 30 because he did what he had to do, especially because he was the passive one. He was the bottom. <clears throat> what does the that Orlando mean police he did what he had to do? Uh, I don't know. He did what he had to do, especially because he was the passive one. So he was saying, where was this again? Florida. Orlando. That explains it. He stood his ground. He stood his ground. (laughs) I bet he did. The Orlando police is investigating the case to see if there's any other reason why Tyrone might have decided to kill his best friend. According to them, not saying no homo is a valid reason and his actions are no surprise. Furthermore, they're trying to find out if Xavier did say no homo, but Tyrone killed him anyway in the case. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. How would they know this actually transpired the way he says it is? Tyrone may face 30 years of prison because it would have been an unjustified murder. It's an unjustified murder regardless. Well, not if he said no homo. Because if he said no homo, then it's unjustified. If he didn't say home, no, no homo, he could say that he was raped. If his friend is his friend dead, yep, then it's unjustified. Even if the the I mean, how does someone rape someone for ten hours? Is what they said. I don't know. Again, how do they find out that length of time? Man, I've heard some crazy shit about. I don't think this sex. is. I don't think this is. What is it? What was that? Sting. Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, tantric sex. Yeah. I doubt it was 10 hours of full-on penetration. I don't know. I don't even know what's worse. I don't even know if, like, busting your nut and then be like, ah, no homo. Forgot to say it when this started. Mm-hmm. Like, that is confusion. Tis confusion. Right. That's some weird, like, I know this, is gonna, this isn't meant to be a race thing, but that's some weird prison rule shit. Like, if you rape a guy in prison and you say no homo, mm-hmm. then it's okay. I don't know. But right. it's, but Xavier's or dead. prison culture. Yeah, Xavier's dead. Mm-hmm. I just hope if I ever go to, f- to prison, I just have a guy that just has a foot fetish. And I can just jack him off with my feet. 
Okay. That can't be unheard. Yeah, we we may have to stop this podcast for my future career. Because when we started it, I wasn't planning on changing careers. But but I've had some opportunities recently. Mm. And uh, come to find out, uh, like, did I tell you I looked to apply to Utah Jazz? Mm-mm. Yeah, I looked at getting a job with the Utah Jazz. Okay. The pre-application, the, for the pre-job application, it was name, address, phone number, social security number, Twitter handle, Instagram handle. So what would you do if you didn't have one? Just so N-A? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or right, don't have one? Yeah, do, don't have like I don't have a Twitter. Mm. Somebody else does, right. but I don't have a Twitter. Mm. And you would have to work real hard. Well, you could probably do it. You could cross. You could cross reference my friends on Facebook and find my Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. But I would be really screwed if they found out my PlayStation gamer tag. Right. Because that person, he's famous. Mm. In certain circles, that person is more well known than me, right? So, but when I when I saw that, because I wasn't really going to apply for the Utah Jazz, I don't have my college degree yet. But after college, it was an idea. I was like, because I'd love to. I've been a Utah Jazz fan since I was four years old, like mm-hmm. maybe three. Right. Saw them play in nineteen eighty six against the Dallas Mavericks. So that thought, I was just like, damn. And then, like, my wife even pointed out, she goes, yeah, you you didn't think about this? And I was like, no. Because I had another podcast, but I used a nickname, and so did my co-host. Right. So, it never came back to us. But this one, I've used my name all over the place. So... So I guess if you people don't hear from me, I'm going to get a job that I have to be real careful about right. what I say. I may look into changing a few uh, names on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope we didn't lose all two of our listeners in this layoff. Right. I know I've been asked a couple times where they're just like, hey, are you going to record? And I'm like, yeah, my fucking laptop died. Right. And what sucked, what, what really caused the long layoff was when my laptop died, I had a paper I was getting ready to turn in for college. And it was a 14-page paper. And it got deleted when my computer died. Right. You know how they say, like, don't power off this computer when it's in the middle of an update? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't do that. Mm. I didn't know it was in update though. Right. I turned it on and with that computer, if you let it sleep for like twelve hours and you try to open it, it was real laggy, so you'd have to manually power it off. Well I opened it and it was like black screen for like three, four minutes. Right. But apparently it was going into an update. And oh. I didn't know and I powered it down and that fucking killed it. That sucks. I called Lewis the tech IT man Lewis. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll listen to this. What's up, bud? Um, I called Lewis and he walked me through some stuff and then he was just basically like, you're fucked. <laughs> <clears throat> so I know I, 
we're out of sync. We're going to have to take a few weeks to get back. And I didn't ask you about work. Do you want to say anything? How's it going? I haven't been at work, so. Bunch of fucked up shit's coming. Yeah? Yep. More fucked up than... Lynn didn't know about the robots. Um, I mean, from what I've been hearing, just for example, fuck ups, all the management teams have to reapply for their jobs. Whoa. Assistants are going down four per store. Uh, All the department managers have to reapply. CSMs. Zone managers. You're going to have assistants that are going to apply for department manager jobs. Yep. All of them are shrinking. Uh, Salesforce associates are supposedly eventually all going to be on the same pay grade, so that means my pay is going to be dropping. And that's because when we come in, we'll be staring at a board that tells us where we're going to be at for that day. Oh, fuck. That is horrible. Yeah, that means I can be one day sporting goods having to sell someone a gun, which I'm not trained to. Right. That doesn't sound safe for anyone. No. And that also just sounds to me like an easier way of firing people you don't like. Oh, that guy doesn't know dick about long guard. Let's stick him in long guard until he gets like reported a couple times by customers. We just have to let him go. Yeah. Well, first it'll... Like, if they need you in sporting goods and you're not good in sporting goods, they won't mm-hmm. schedule you. So, first... The first layer would be, like, your hours get cut back. Yeah. Then it's exactly like you said. You would get complaints because they would give you, they would probably give you. I'm gonna guess two to three months to learn every department, and then if you don't, you're gonna get let go. Right. But that does suck. Like, you know, if you're not prepared to work in lawn and garden, and it's a hundred degrees, like you could seriously hurt yourself. Like if you go out there in long pants or jeans. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, get hot. Yep, and you'll never know where you're going to be until you already came in that day. That is fucking crazy. Yes, it is. It's horseshit. (laughs) Oh, Leno was telling me about, like, a guaranteed schedule, though. It's not guaranteed. That's a bloody line and a half. Oh. Yeah, it's supposed to be the same schedule for 12 weeks in a row. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, just thinking three months. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not true. So you did say... And not only that, but now, I'm not sure if this is a permanent thing or if this is just an error in their system, but how I normally profit my schedule shows a timestamp on it. That's been down this whole week so far. Uh. So that way, they can get away with saying they changed your schedule without being right. able to prove it. Huh. Yeah. So, just getting worse. <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, do you have any words of wisdom for the people at home? Uh, Get out and unionize. Don't let companies fuck you over. Oh, I heard that they were calling for... uh, That online they were calling for people to to strike at Walmart because they want to stop selling guns. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Walmart, all they're doing, it seems every time they're shooting at Walmart just putting up that gun violence thing again and again for us to do every time the only and i don't want to give anybody an idea the only way you're going to get walmart to stop selling guns Mm -hmm. is what is that i don't know the only way you're going to get people to stop selling guns there's a ghost in our new uh our new studio um (laughs) 
Because that came through on the mic. I heard it. Right. Uh, the only way is somebody's going to have to buy like a rifle or a shotgun and get walked outside and then load it and walk right back in. Right. Oh. That explains it. <laughs> yeah. That came through on the mic too. So you just saw two people get real paranoid about what the fuck's going on. And somebody was taking a shit. Uh, uh, all right. Well, you say unionize, mm-hmm. and I'll say no homo. 